The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 3rd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Wrapping up a wild Saturday. A lot of deals, a lot on Friday night. Summer League's underway. Pretty awesome time to be a hardcore NBA fan. Uh, I'm all by myself. Everyone's having fun doing July 4th stuff. Uh, but it's all good. Summer League's fun, right? But uh, yeah, if you guys are traveling, just wanted to get this out there to let you know what's going on with Summer League and anything to watch for on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit about Durant, a little bit about the deals. Don't want to get too deep into it. Ryan and I are going to do a pod on Monday, so we'll leave a little bit for that. So we'll get to that. Uh, I do want to talk about Summer League first, though. We had... Uh, some teams look really good, and some did not. Uh, you could tell which teams had their NBA players out there. It was pretty clear, and those pretty much three teams uh, smashed smashed on teams. So uh, the morning game was six o'clock my time. Uh, I watched it. I watched it last uh, after the other games were over, but nothing really doing. Uh, Cameron Payne hit, hit a game winner. Finished okay. Uh, I hated that he. You know, he wasn't too active, wasn't too aggressive. I wanted to see him really slice it up. But finished with a 16.7 board, 4 assists, 2 steal game. 1-3, um, which was the game winner. So that's uh, encouraging, I guess. And Steve and I, we talked about this on Friday. Do you think Oladipo comes off the bench to carry the second unit? Or do they go with Cameron Payne and then start Oladipo? This is big for for Payne. If Payne really wants to carry the second unit, he needs to really play well. And so far, I wouldn't say the needles moved on that front. I'm on the Oladipo should come off the bench side because we saw Oladipo ran a pretty solid point uh, at times for the Magic. So he's capable there. Um, And Westbrook only plays minutes in the mid-30s. So you're going to need to do something for 13, 14 minutes without Westbrook. And they do stagger to rant, but... Uh, you're gonna want to play. You're gonna want to play a guard uh, who could defend and all that stuff. So yeah, kind of discouraging start for him. Mitch McGarry, very good in summer league, but again, he, he, we can't really count what he did. 13 points, three boards, uh, two steals as well. So nothing really doing. The uh, Curry Johnson was okay. Um, five turnovers. I hated to see that in his 26 minutes, 12 points, nine boards. Um, just keep an eye on him. Um, we saw Sabonis is not playing. He's got overseas commitments for now. He's coming to the NBA next year. But really no one else that, that caught my eye from this game. Justin Anderson's going to play in Vegas, but he's not playing in Orlando. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, looked terrible, uh, handled the ball a lot. He had uh, he's, he's not an NBA player, but... Uh, shout out if if you remember Vander Blue playing a forty minute forty eight minute game in the season finale uh, against uh, for the Lakers. Uh, I think it was against the Kings. Um, and yeah, a lot of uh, DFS guys and if you're streaming, those guys uh, you guys got out there and played him. 
but yeah, he, he's not an NBA player. It was it was like a desperation move to get him out there. Like what I saw out of Brandon Ashley, um, very good, kind of down in the paint, 10 points, 11 rebounds, did foul out, or didn't foul out. He had six fouls, it's 10 fouls in Summer League. Um, he had a block, 0-4 from three. That was the thing that was uh, kind of a, a much-talked-about thing. Last year, he was undrafted. Um, he was uh, kind of trying to be a stretch five, and it just hasn't happened yet. Guy coming out of Arizona, had the fifth minute injury, which we always talk about, but... I still believe in him a little bit. Obviously not like right out of the gate, but I mean I could see a team coming to him on a ten day deal. Uh, so someone to keep an eye on. Again, we're talking super, super, super deep league. I don't think he's gonna make a roster out of the gate. I'll probably get a camp invite. Uh, yeah. So this this was probably the, um, the least relevant game of the bunch. Um, moving on to the second game of the day. This is probably the second uh, least relevant game. And that was the Hornets going against the Orlando White team. Second year, they're playing with two teams, Orlando. And this is kind of the, the JV version of the Magic. So not much going on here. Uh, Aaron Harrison, a lot a lot to play for. Not looking very good. Um, Brandon Paul actually looked all right. But I thought the guy who was most impressive was Deshaun Thompson. Uh, he's a little old. He's 24, so not much to read into that. But uh, nice, nice to see him play well, at least. Uh, Ohio State Buckeye fans may like to see that. He had 19 points. But again, um, pretty much just a, a camp invite stealing for him. Um, yeah, nothing really doing. Uh, Onowaku's older brother looked really good. That guy was a beast down there. He had uh, 16 points, uh, five, uh, five fouls, four turnovers. He, he's just a man down there. So he'll have good summer league numbers. Uh, highly doubt to make a roster. All right, let's get to the relevant games here, which we actually care about. Um, the Orlando Blue team, they had someone worth watching. That was Steven Zimmerman, uh, big man out of UNLV. He had seven points, four boards, uh, five turnovers. Turnovers are, are going to be really high early in summer league. And two blocks. He's had pretty nice nice moves down there. Uh, he's a lefty. like seeing that. Um, quick-footed, but uh, got a lot to learn. He was pretty yeah, sloppy at times. But you can see that he has the NBA body and, and all that. Had some hops, too. Um, very athletic for a guy his size. And not much else. I mean, Devin Marble was okay, but um, we know the ceiling on Devin Marble. I think, the, um, I would say, probably the first, second, or third most impressive player had to be Georges Yang. He was awesome. Put up a huge line. 17-12, five dimes, two steals, three threes, six of eight shooting. Uh, fantastic game, very, very smart, had a killer first quarter, and man, the Pacers offense in this summer league game, they looked really good. So Yang's a guy I want to watch. I could see him kind of getting in the rotation, uh, four-year experience in an up-tempo style with Iowa State. We all know that Fred Hoiberg was there up until last season. Yeah, he fits right into what they want to do as a guy who is kind of a, a point, you know, a very well-rounded guy, can distribute a little bit, has some length, kind of a high basketball IQ guy. All the, the front office guys praised him for that. And, yeah, he, he looks like a, a good one uh, for the 50th pick in the draft. So I like seeing him out there. The other guy who looked like a top three player today was James Young. And we knew that. We knew he was going to come out and tear it up. He led the Orlando Summer League last year in scoring. And he's off to a good start um, with that same distinction, 22 points. 
uh, on terrific shooting. 8 of 12 with five threes. Uh, he was 8 of 10 with five threes at one point. Missed his last two three-pointers to hurt his efficiency. But yeah, again, we know the, we know the deal with him. Pacers could be thin in the second unit, so he's really fighting for uh, kind of a, a little bit of a pull in that second unit. That They're going to have to play someone behind Teague. Teague's not a high-minutes guy either, so we could see him kind of getting in there. I'd like to see him playing on the ball more. That was good stuff. Uh, Raheem Christmas played all right, 10 points, 7 boards. Uh, he kind of put made Zimmerman look small, uh, so... Uh, good game from him. Good game from Glenn Robinson the third. 16 points for him, but nothing really uh, we care too much about. Moving on to another team that looked really good. Uh, that was the Pistons. Uh, another guy who we knew was going to dominate again. That was Stanley Johnson, probably a top four or five player last year. Miles Turner also in that group who did not play. Um, he Stanley Johnson had 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists. He looks yoked, man. Three steals, a three. Uh, after the game, he said he was working on his left hand, working on his shooting, which were kind of his big knocks throughout most of the season. So a guy who I anticipate will take some minutes from Marcus Morris, who played way too many minutes uh, and who you know has a low ceiling. So Johnson, he came in the league raw, and he's going to be a year better. Uh, another year with Van Gundy can't hurt him. So someone to watch for. Uh, the Pistons did lose, did lose Jody Meeks, but it's kind of a moot point. Uh, he was out all last season for the most part, and he was with, with that foot injury. So someone to watch, definitely on the radar. Henry Ellenson is big, man. I didn't realize he was uh, that big of a seven-footer. He, uh, Whoever they put on him, he was dwarfing them, it looks like. Uh, he had 12 points, eight rebounds, had a, a lot of face-up kind of style. Uh, I'd like to see it. Quick, quick guy for his size. He's just a little bit uh, in a tough spot, especially with John Lewis signing with the Pistons. Uh, yeah, I don't really see anyone else on that team making their rotation. The Knicks, uh, they had zero draft picks in this game. That's because they had zero draft picks. <laughs> but J.P. Tokato was really bad, man. This guy just cannot shoot the rock. One of probably the most athletic guy at Summer League, and he's just he just can't shoot. One of seven. Five turnovers, yeah, not good. <laughs> so, nothing. We could skip him. Except for uh, Soli Man, Diabete, he played. That's not how you pronounce it, but it's, you spell it Soli Man. He's French, so I'm going to call him Soli Man because it, it's, uh, it's fun to say. So, last game of the day, and we'll get with the biggest disappointment by a mile. That was Bryce Johnson. He played about, I want to say, three minutes, and he got yanked uh, for a... For poor play. Very sloppy with the ball. Very sloppy with the shooting. Very sloppy on defense. For a guy who was one of the most non-lottery NBA-ready players to look like that, uh, that was very surprising. Got chewed out by Coach Willie Green for a good 30 seconds. And wasn't having it. And he needs to play better. Um, we really pimped him uh, on the, the first pod. Uh, after the draft, the, fan, the fantasy pot because of his percentages, decent shot block, a rebounder, all that good stuff we'd love to see. So he needs to have a better game. Uh, and I mean, he, he's a guy that could get in the rotation too, especially with the Clippers. Um, gonna be, they're going to be a little thin. They did get Wesley Johnson today, but uh, not a good game from him. Chris Wilcox, or CJ Wilcox, excuse me, uh, having flashbacks of like 
10 years ago with Chris Wilcox. Uh, but C.J. Wilcox uh, may have broke his hand. Uh, his teammate, Brandon Dawson, said he probably broke his hand, and they're going to give him an x-ray. Uh, tough break for that guy. Uh, hasn't played well since he got drafted. Is uh, what Doc Rivers basically called a value pick. Speaking of Brandon Dawson, guy who tore it up in summer league last year. Pretty decent game, 14-7. and seven. Keep an eye on him. Him and Johnson maybe fighting for that last power forward spot uh, uh, in the rotation, possibly. Uh, but not, not too impressive from him. Nobody else really worth discussing. Uh, the Heat, two guys we know are going to be in the rotation. One of them is going to start for sure, and that's Justice Winslow. Joe Johnson's in Utah. Luel Dang is in L.A. Lakerland. And all season, Winslow said, hey, my job's to play defense. I'm not going to handle the ball. I'm just going to do my job and shut up. And he said it's going to come later for his offense. And that time's now. Uh, he really ran the offense a lot. Finished with 21 points on 6 of 15 shooting, 7 of 8 from the line, 2 of 6 from 3. So solid efficiency despite a 6 of 15 shooting line with the threes and the free throws. So that's, that's all right. He lived with that. Four dimes like that. Handled the ball a lot. Uh, looked up a stat on him. He only had 25% of his shots off of multiple dribbles. So that was, again, a big focus to kind of grow into a more well-rounded offensive player. That's the mission here. A lot of guys uh, we see do that. Aaron Gordon was kind of a good example last year. So Winslow kind of on the same track to just expand his game a little bit. Winslow was hurt a lot for last summer league too. Uh, ankle sprain, if I recall. The other guy who's a lock for the rotation, possibly a starter, depending on Dwayne Wade, is Josh Richardson. He looked pretty good, and he was working on his long twos. That was kind of a focus for him. Only 0 of 3 from deep. Uh, this guy shot 50-something percent from three after the break last year. It was insane how, how good he was uh, and basically made a case for, uh, you know, he was top five rookie after the break, really hands down. Uh, guy is awesome, and yeah, if Wade doesn't come back, man, uh, it's going to be a Josh Richardson party, uh, second round pick out of Tennessee, this guy is good, man, 6'6", got the size to play, shooting guard, uh, Tyler Johnson's going to command a huge contract, it looks like, huge contract, meaning $10 million a year, it looks like, so he's going to get minutes, man, uh, gotta like him, uh, big game for, a big opportunity, excuse me, for Beyonce Weber, kind of squandered it. Played 26 minutes, pretty good on defense, forced a, a lot of guys to do things they didn't want to do. Had four steals, too. It was huge. Something to watch. Uh, again, he's going to be a guy fighting for a roster spot. He'll get a camp invite for sure, I would say. He, we saw him play a little bit last year. So that'll do it for the Summer League wrap-up. We'll be. I'll try to do this as much as I can. I'm going to write some stuff kind of after Summer League or during Summer League if people really start to make some waves here. Uh, but the other Summer League note I want to add is Ben Simmons under contract, baby. So we should see him on Monday against the Celtics, against Jalen Brown. I'm excited for, for Simmons big time. I can't wait to see that one. And the 76ers haven't really signed anyone to handle their ball. Bayless is a point guard, yeah, but Bayless is more of an off-the-ball guy. So I think we may see Simmons handle the ball a lot as rookie season. And, uh, yeah, I think he's, what, 13 to 4 odds on rookie of the year. That's looking pretty good. Uh, if you're looking to, to make a wager on that, uh, he's definitely going to have the highest ceiling uh, for a team that has, again, like no ball handlers right now. Ishmitz in Detroit. So, and they'll sign someone else, I think. We'll, we'll see. Jamal Crawford? Uh, but that sounds doubtful too. 
Okay, so I just want to kind of knock off some big news or under-the-radar news from, I guess we'll hit Friday because Steve and I pretty much only got to the morning stuff, so just to kind of go over the the afternoon stuff. How about Bayless? We didn't talk about Bayless, really. Um, he's going to play a uh, three-year, $27 million deal. We'll see if he can get out there and get upper 20s on the minutes, uh, so... But not someone I'm going to be too excited to draft in fantasy. Uh, again, I think the Sixers will add somebody else because you're putting a lot of pressure on Ben Simmons right now with uh, with the way that things are shaping up. Uh, he comes from the Bucks, and the Bucks got somebody else. That was Mirza Toledovic. Great, great fit. I, I love this move from them. Three years, $30 million. Uh, He's a little bit old, but the Bucks are dying for three-pointers. So to get a guy who... Uh, I believe he led the NBA for uh, three-pointers off the bench uh, last season. And, yeah, we saw him really tear it up late in the season. DFS, we were all over him, right? We we loved seeing him put up all those points, dropping several five-plus tray games. So we didn't get to the Chandler Parsons news. I'm going to leave that for Ryan with me on Monday. So, uh, and then Fournier, we'll, we'll talk about him on Monday too, and kind of the magic and kind of a, a big picture thing. Matt Delavadova also signed uh, a, or he will sign an offer sheet. LeBron wished him congratulations already. So, yeah, Delavadova's a goner. There's no way the Cavs match that deal. Uh, we'll talk about Dwight on Monday. Again, we'll talk about Conley on Monday. Uh, Justin Hamilton, Hamilton was a fun signing. If you played in. Uh, a deeper or a streaming league, you probably hit on Justin Hamilton a few times. He had like a few monster games, man, and he was a hot pickup for a, a good week and a half uh, late in April. So uh, kind of a, a season-winning kind of guy. I had him on a, a couple, I remember, and he he helped me out. So yeah, keep an eye on him. Uh, Brooke Lopez could go. A lot of things to watch there. I mean, the Nets are, Nets are actually having a pretty sweet offseason for a team that had... Uh, no assets, the worst assets, but to get Jeremy Lin, to get Justin Hamilton on a two-year, $6 million year, that is by far the lowest contract so far uh, in this wild free agency period. And they're going to be in on other people too. We'll see what happens with Crab and Crawford. They're going to sign somebody else. They still have a ton of room. Jared Dudley's back with the Suns. Great fit there, three years, $30 million as well. Love to see uh, what he does. Probably going to start while they kind of work up Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender and all those guys. Uh, And he had his best years with the Suns uh, about four years ago. So he's definitely on the radar. Um, We'll see how he does health-wise. Bad back, getting older. Uh, I'm not going to be bullish on drafting him, but I could see him having a couple hot stretches. We've seen seen Dudley get hot for a good three, four weeks uh, as pretty much a top 50 player when he's cruising. So yeah, we'll leave a lot of the other stuff for Monday uh, to whet your appetite. Definitely want to talk some Magic, some Knicks, some Rockets, some Pelicans, Grizzlies for sure, uh, Kings a little bit, some kind of nice sneaky moves from them, getting some short-term deals. So yeah, we'll save the Horford for Monday, but KD, get you ready here. It sounds like he's going to meet with Miami, and then he may or may not meet with the Thunder, which I don't know what to make of that. Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. Uh, I'm starting to think it's good, but 
Boston, man, they, they may be in this thing. Uh, and I saw that uh, Al Horford followed Kevin Durant today. <laughs> so whatever the heck that means, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And he said we should hear tomorrow. Uh, he said 24 to 36 hours on Saturday night. So that's basically Sunday or early Monday on July 4th. So hopefully that thing is out of the way so we can kind of relax uh, on watching our Twitter feeds and maybe cool it with the Kevin Durant notifications on our phones, which uh, I have set. Uh, I have way too many notifications on my phone. <laughs> so yeah, hit me up if you have any Summer League comments. Well, I'll try to do the Summer League stuff as much as I can, uh, and I'll write some stuff again for whenever I can get a chance. But yeah, we're going to have a ton of content this summer. Really excited about that. And yeah, if, if uh, I don't catch you Sunday, then hope you have a great fourth. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.